0: Okay, we're going to be in Romans chapter 11, verse 17. We've seen in Romans 9, 10, and 11 is a warning against unbelief to what you've learned in Romans 1 through 8. So, and he uses Israel as an example to show what took place because of Israel's rejection or unbelief of God's redemption plan. Because that's really the whole idea. Jesus Christ and the cross, what well, we say, the message of the, cro- the cross, the cross, it just sums up the person of Christ and the work of Christ at Calvary. That's just sum it all up and saying the cross. It's a lot easier than standing up and saying the person of Christ and the work of Christ. And doing that every time, that would be exhausting. So, it is the person of Christ and the work of Christ that Israel rejected. They rejected the person of Christ as the Messiah, and they rejected the work of Christ, the cross, because there's no way that God would die on the cross. First of all, he can't die, much less that type of death. That's what the Jews believe. So they rejected it, and through that rejection, which was God's redemption plan, what happened to Israel we saw in Romans 9 10 that they were, they became enemies of God. Even though that they were chosen by God for a specific reason and purpose in God's redemption plan. Mm-hmm. And yet, because of their rejection, they were, we're going to see this, set aside by God for a season. Not forever. We know that. We're going to see that. that yeah. They are not unredeemable. They will be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. That Israel is not unredeemable, and Israel rejected their Messiah and then killed him, and they are not unredeemable. That's right. That's good news for for us. Because if Israel, who did that, is not unredeemable, nobody. That's right. That's what we're talking about. Nobody.
1: That's good news.
0: Romans chapter eleven. Verse 17, and the heading that we're going to have is a warning to the Gentiles. A warning to the Gentiles. And that'll be verses 17 through 24. A warning to the Gentiles. Verses 17 through 24. And let's go verses 17 through 24. So when you're there, in Romans chapter 11, verse 17, say, Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. And if some of the branches be broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them partake of the root and fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. But if you boast, you bear not the root, but the root you. You will say then, The branches were broken off that I might be drafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not you. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity. But toward you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also shall be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out... Of the olive tree. Which is wild by nature. And were grafted contrary to nature. Into a good olive tree. How much more shall these. Which be the natural branches. Be grafted into their own. Olive tree. So. This all fits in obviously. With the warning of unbelief. So we're going to see what happened to Israel. Unbelieving Israel. And if it happened to Israel. Who has a place. They always had a place in the plan of God. How much more is it possible to happen to the unnatural, the wild branches who weren't always a part of the plan of God? That's the I and D. So let's uh let's dive into this and kind of hopefully make some more sense of it. Some of the branches were broken. Off. Meaning that Israel will be restored. Not all is lost. Remember it said some of the branches were broken off. It didn't say all of the branches. I talked about this in the last class. I just, you know. But only some of the branches were broken off. Not all of the branches. Which means to me two things. One, Israel is going to be restored. Because otherwise it would say all of the branches were broken off but only some of the branches were broken off not to mention not all of Israel rejected Christ some did but you have the apostles so th- there was a remnant always a remnant so some not all of Israel rejected the majority did the religious leadership of that day did but not Israel not all of Israel but most of Israel as a whole rejected there was a remnant. So some were broken off, some were not. The apostles were not. Other Jews that believed that Christ was the Messiah, they believed the plan of God, they were not broken off. And Israel will be restored in the end as a nation, which is mind-blowing. The whole nation, the whole nation, that's right. the whole na- we're going to get to this, but the whole nation As individuals. Each person individually in the nation of Israel at that time that Christ returns in the second coming will accept him as individuals. The whole nation. That is insane. Okay. The original branches of the olive tree are Israel. So Israel is the natural branches. The wild olive tree branches are Gentiles. We were not. We are not. We are not the natural branches to the olive tree. <laughs> now, I'm just let you know: if you're if you're a Gentile and you, which all of us, and you think very highly of yourself, these passages of scripture is just going to crush you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also encouraging because it shows the grace of God. The root is Christ, and the tree itself is the plan of God. So the plan of God, nothing without Christ. So Christ is the root. But the tree itself is the plan of God, and the branches are, the natural branches are Israel, and the law branches are the Gentiles. So the Israel was always a part of God's plan. But if the Gentiles are wild olive branches, then that means what? We weren't necessarily always a part of God's redemption plan to function in the way that we are functioning right now. The church. The church is made up mostly of Gentiles. It was not God's original plan for the Gentiles to be the evangelists to the world. His original plan was that Israel be evangelist to the world and that the Gentiles would come to the knowledge, the saving knowledge of Christ through Israel preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. But Israel rejected. Therefore, now we have the church, Gentiles, who are acting in the sense a way of world evangelism.
1: Yes, thank God.
0: Even though That we were not naturally in the plan of God to function that way. It doesn't mean the Gentiles were totally forgotten. We were meant to be saved. But we weren't meant to function the way that we're functioning right now. Okay. Some of the original branches Israel were broken off due to unbelief. That's why they were broken off. Unbelief. They rejected Christ. They rejected God's redemption plan. So see how this goes along? Warning. A warning against unbelief. If the Jews exhibited unbelief in Christ and God's redemption plan, if you do the same thing as a Gentile, you'll be cut off. The Gentiles are included into the plan of God. The tree itself denotes the original plan of God. I said that. The church has not replaced Israel in the plan of God, meaning fully and Totally replaced them. Israel has a position to fill, and once Israel re- accepts Christ and God's redemption plan, they will fulfill that purpose that they are called. And we will cease to do it. the church. The church or Gentiles was admitted strictly on the basis of grace alone. There's nothing that we did to earn anything that we have. Say, well man God's using the church in such a great way that's his grace because really Israel should be doing that but his grace has given us a position that we didn't earn merit we did nothing at all now as a minister someone that God's called to, to ministry this right here just makes me want to melt to the ground because The calling that I operate in right now, I do just simply because Israel rejected. There's literally nothing, and it doesn't make me better, because I'm not even supposed to be. So, as a minister, it just, it can humble you. I don't even supposed to be doing that. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. God wouldn't be using me this way. If Israel would have accepted. Right. I'm not sad. About that. Because that would mean that we would have skipped. About 2,000 years of famine. War. Yeah. So it would have been better. For them to just accept. But because they haven't. God's grace has been poured out. Upon us mm-hmm. Gentiles. And then for. Especially ministers. We shouldn't be doing what we're doing. It's just all of his grace. Mm -hmm. Paul is saying that the church has nothing to boast about. And if it thinks that it is carrying forth the plan of God, it should understand that the reverse of that thought is actually the truth. The plan of God and Christ is carrying the church and not the opposite. Right. Remember, we're functioning in a place that we shouldn't be functioning. Because Israel rejected. That's
1: good.
0: Yeah. I told you, this can, this can make you feel it's good, but at the same time, it brings some perspective to the church. Yeah. Like, dude, we not so. Uh, makes you realize. We are not just, that hot. <laughs> makes you realize just how
1: much grace God has extended. Yeah, right. I mean, we are
0: just. We just yeah. like to think of ourselves as all kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 We in in and, and, and We we the truth is we do think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Yeah. And sometimes it even causes. People to look down on the Jews.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: And Paul basically going to address that. So we just move it along here, Tanner. We'll get there. Yes, step <laughs> All is strictly by the grace of God alone. Nothing comes by merit. Nothing at all comes by merit with God. Because if he if that was the case, then we all merit the same thing. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. The original branches, Israel, were not broken off in order to make room for the church, or the Gentiles. The church as we know it today was not really in God's original plan. Hence, we had to be grafted in. It was God's original plan that Israel would be the instrument of world evangelism. Israel was broken off. Due to unbelief in God's redemption plan. So if Israel, the natural branches, were broken off due to unbelief, how much more the wild branches, if we exhibit unbelief in God's redemption plan. See, it is a big deal. Yes, it is. Doctrine is a big deal.
1: Yeah,
0: you can be cut off. Five, two, two, okay. <laughs> Unbelief is expressed by two Greek words in the New Testament. I'm not going to try to say these. I'm just going to give you this bill again. <laughs> The first one is A-P-I-S-T-I-A. A-P-I-S-T-I-A. That is the first word that's used in the New Testament for unbelief. One more time. A-P-I-S-T-I-A. The second word in the Greek for unbelief is A-P-E-I-A. T-H-E-I-A A-P-E-I T-H-E-I-A That's a pretty good trick. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of vowels in that A lot of vowels! Man, yeah. a lot of vowels. <laughs> A-P-E-I-T-H-E-I-A Both words refer to disobedience and rebellion, it is want of, or lack of, faith and trust. So the first word that I gave you, A-P-I-S-T-I-A, is a state of mind. I wish I could just say A-P-I-S-T-I-A is a state of mind. It's not an action, it's a state of mind unbelief as a state of mind. The second word that I gave you is an expression of it. So that's the actual action of it. So you have a state of mind when it comes to unbelief, and then you have the expression of it, of unbelief. (laughs) The children of Israel did not enter into God's rest for two years. My dad actually got turned up this this morning. They lacked faith, the first Greek word I gave you, they lacked faith as far as a state of mind, Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 19. The second thing was they disobeyed, which is the second Greek word I gave you, which is found in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6. So the first thing was they lacked faith in a state of mind. The second thing was that they expressed their lack of faith through action, disobedience. Unbelief finds its practical issue in disobedience. I'll just make it super easy. <laughs> when you believe what Christ has done for you at Calvary is enough, you act like it. Yeah. When you believe that you have justification by faith, you act like it. And you walk in it. When you believe, you see something, you see sin, some type of sin in your heart and in your life, you know it's wrong. You don't need anybody to tell you it's wrong. You know it's wrong because law, the God's law is written on your heart. now because you're saved. You wouldn't need a minister to stand up and preach a three-point message on whatever it was to tell you that it's sin and contrary to God. Because... You're saved. He lives on the inside of you. And he lets you know. (laughs) You see that what Christ has done, you have victory over that sin. You believe it. In your mind, first, you have the mind, I believe that. And then your heart, I believe that. And then the expression of that faith shows up with, you walk in victory. You can say you believe, but yet there's no expression of that belief. Because you don't really believe it yet. In our Christian walk, And we're in a process of growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a process of sanctification. We have to learn to walk in what Christ has done for us. Mm -hmm. You already have the victory. Mm -hmm. The truth is, and what we don't like to hear, because it really just, to be honest, just punches us right in the face and makes us feel like, Dude, what? I'm just not as mature as I think I am. Is that your real problem, if you are having a struggle with a sin that you don't have victory over, right now you don't have the victory over, even though it's already been paid for, you have it in Christ, you're just not walking in it, is that your faith is lacking or it's weak. Oh no, not not me. (laughs) Not me. And not my faith. My faith is not the problem. I believe. But yeah, the two words for unbelief say first and then the second is the expression. Most of the time we find ourselves in between. I believe it. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't necessarily trust it and believe it enough to just throw myself on that alone. Right. And just to let you know. I'm in the same boat <laughs> as you are I believe that I find myself at times I believe but help my unbelief
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I believe that I have the victory over this I believe that I don't have to yield the members of my body to it but yet yeah. Lord I believe but help my unbelief hmm. The church was brought in by faith and not by merit, and stands in its present position by faith and not by merit. Mm-hmm. To come by faith, one must first come to self abasement. The best place that you will see that is Christ. Is it, was it Luke chapter 9, I think? Or 11, maybe? 9 or 11. He said that you. If any man desire to be my disciple, self-abasement. Take up his cross daily. Take up what Christ has done for you daily. (laughs) Follow after me. You can't, you cannot have, you can't get to God, the Father, without going through Christ. Yes. And the truth, you can't get to Christ without going through the cross. Yeah, that's right.
1: true. Mm-hmm.
0: You can't you can't have God without Jesus, and you can't have Jesus without Calvary. No, that's right. right. Like my dad, to separate it? Well, I want Christ, but I don't want the cross. You can't do that. Right. The only way to get to Christ is through Calvary. Mm-hmm. The only way to get what Christ has done for you is self-abasement. Yeah. Deny yourself. You can't do it. You can't live for God the right way, the way that you should. You can't do it. It should be a lot faster for you to just accept that fact and say, help me, Lord. <laughs> Christ already did it for you. You want to live for God the right way? Deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow after Him. The only way you're going to get to Christ is through the cross. And the only way to get to God is through Christ. One cannot be high-minded and at the same time have faith. Paul tells the Gentiles, do not be lofty in your mind or arrogant. Sometimes in the church, we think we're a bit more important than we really are. And like what Paul said, that you're going to get there... I might already got there. Yeah. We're not holding up the plan of God. The plan of God is holding us up. Right? <laughs> I God's redemption plan is not gonna fail mm. right. because the church goes into one hundred percent apostasy. Yeah, right. Because we were originally in God's redemption plan to function the way that we're functioning currently. I don't know about you, That's it can be so great, but at the same time, that's kind of good news. <laughs> yeah. If I look at the church world today as a whole, we're pretty close. The cross has been abandoned for the mm-hmm. most part. We keep certain parts of it that we like or that fit our doctrine or what we think is right. But if it doesn't match up with what we already believe, then we just throw it out. Because that's what we we're really good at, especially here in America. Yeah. If it doesn't fit in what I would like, then we just throw it out. And because I'm definitely not going to admit that I, maybe I was believing something wrong. So if that doesn't fit with the previous teaching that I have, then we'll just throw it out. That This is the American church mindset. Yeah. If it doesn't fit in my kingdom, we'll just throw it out. If it doesn't fit in my life, we just throw it out. You can see that in every aspect of American lifestyle. If you want to chase after your career with your whole heart and your whole life and everything that you have, then if you get married or have a family, that will probably just get in the way of your kingdom. So the best thing to do is just what? Not get married. Never a question whether it's God's will for you or not. Mm. But God's will for me was to get married. At one point in time, that's all I wanted. <laughs> and then the Lord dealt with me about that. And then I was so secure in Christ that I was like, I don't even need to get married. But that was his will for my life. Right. And now I have a wonderful wife who I love. And this is God's will for my life. Mm. And what a good will it is. <laughs> What? <laughs> and apparently, our cat was also in the will of God because we found it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. The the thing what well, my dad talked about this morning though, we don't really ever consider what what is God's will. It's right. just what fits best for me. But this is the job I want. This job has more money. I take this job because this job pays. an hour, and this one over here only pays $20 an hour. So obviously God wants me to take the $35 an hour job because he poured out blessings upon me. You better pray and seek God. Because the $20 an hour job might be the Lord's will for your life. Well, no, that can't. I'm sorry, you're not God. No.
1: There's plenty of things that happen
0: in my life that cannot be the will of God. It's the will of God. Yeah. <laughs> we can't see it. But we, we live our life not even considering what God's will is. It's just what's my will. Right. And then we just throw God in there a little bit, especially if we're believers. And that we are saved. Not saying you not saved. Just you live your life for yourself. Not for God. And then we just put God's name in there. I, I'm still going to church though, praise God. So he's happy. <laughs> I'ma tell this story. I know that I'm not gonna give you any names or anything, is anything? some people of mine that are friends uh, in in the past, and this is something that they said to me recently. Uh, I, I have a job right now that is for all purposes, seems like it's going to end in February. The Lord is in control. He knew that job was going to end. Right. And He'll provide. Where? I don't know. <laughs> 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 but I was talking to them a little bit, and I said, well, I don't know, you know, we just see what's going to happen. We were talking about the sale of the 9 merger of McDermott and all those different things. And he said, we well, need to co work over here with, one of my friends worked there, they need to come work over here with such and such. And Come do this. The pay is great, but you're gonna to have to work seven days a week. Pay is great. You have to work seven days. Dude, you're gonna be, but you're gonna be making all this money, dude. It's great. I said, well, I got church on Sundays and Wednesdays. <laughs> so if it doesn't fit in that schedule, then it's not God's will for me. Right. Oh, brother, God can forgive you. Well, we ain't talking about forgiveness, my man. We're talking about the will of God. Right. right. And the will of God for me is church on Wednesdays, church on Sunday, because I'm in the body of Christ, and forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Yeah. And on top of that, I'm called by God to do ministry. So anything that would get in the way of ministry, I know is not God's will for my life. Right. Cause that's the most important thing. Right. Not how much money I make. Right. But that's an idea right there. Oh, and we just think, and this is really the mindset of, oh, well, God just forgive that. Don't God, grace and mercy, He gonna forgive you for missing some church. just ask for forgiveness. I'm interested in His will. Right. Sometimes his will is easier than we think. We make it more complicated. We're like, yeah. what well, is that God's will? Yeah. Well hey, if you're called to ministry and you don't even have time to be at the church or anything, obviously that's not. or obviously if God is calling you to if you think God might be calling you to a, a job that's sinful, clearly that's not him, <laughs> you know yeah. but sometimes we'll be like, well, I don't know, it's a lot of money like, be so careful, I, mean, I can make a lot of money being a bartender. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. For real though. Sometimes it's just as easy really? as is that even God's yeah. nature? The, the true. We laugh about it. But yeah. we laugh. Uh, we, we laugh like, oh my God, that's so silly. But you, it's you, very you'd be surprised. True. What Christians. Yeah. You'll compromise when you're stressed about finances for sure. Yeah, so lack of trust, unbelief right. will... We've we got to make it work our own selves. So, this is, what, this is just what i got to do. You don't got to make it work. No, I can't.
1: No, yeah.
0: David, when he got out of God's will, he had to make some things work. Right. In God's will, God made it all work. Yes, <laughs> amen. David runs and goes and joins the Philistines, not God's will. Yeah. He joined with the enemy of mm-hmm. Israel, not God's will. David had some troubles in that time. Now, God never forsook him. Yes. God but at the same time, because he's not in the will of God, God's not going to no. protect him, but provision, we thought that's a different story.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. David gets back in the will of God, he found provision, because it's God's will. Yes. Alright. Israel was more securely invested into the kingdom of God and the Gentiles. Israel was not grafted in for they were native branches. Yet even that did not prevent God from cutting off those who did not believe. In Christianity, quote unquote, because there's really only one if it's not faith in Christ and the cross, it's not Christianity. But under the under Christianity, the sphere of Christianity, we have 50,000 denominations. Yeah. Well, we believe this, Well, we believe this, Well, we don't believe this, or we don't believe in and this, and that, and that. And in America, we just shrug at it like it's not that big of a deal.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But in the eyes of God, The only thing that's Christianity is what lines up with this. So if it doesn't, then in his mind, it's an enemy. Hmm. We just brush stuff off, like it's not that big of a deal. Oh, you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit? That's cool. No, it's not cool. That's scripture. That's in God's redemption plan. So if you don't believe in that, you don't believe in all of God's redemption plan. You run it. You you putting yourself in a place that you could be cut off. Well, we believe in salvation by faith alone, but sanctification by works by law. Then you don't believe all in God's redemption plan because His redemption plan is sanctification by faith. See the line that God has drawn is a lot more obvious than we're the ones that make it great. Right. Yeah. It's just us. You're right. right. Oh no, that's okay. Well, see, that's okay. That's not okay. That's not God's redemption plan. Right. And you reject any part of God's redemption plan, you're gonna first of all, you're gonna suffer for it. Yeah. You're gonna be lacking. And then on top of that. You run the risk of unbelief taking over, because a little leaven is just going to spread.
1: It's true. That is true. Right.
0: I, I just, I think it's. I think right now in the body of Christ, the attack—that's one of the greatest attacks by the enemy. Right now, it's not that big of a deal, brother. Cindy. It's not that big of a. It's not that big of a deal. Now, we, we, like what my dad talked about, we talked about, you get some a bunch of different denominations. We'll join bands together and agree. Well, boot, you know, Buddhism and all these different, whoa, no, that's not. But yet, within our own selves. Oh, no. Because those are obvious, right? Deception is not so obvious. That's why it's a deception. Yeah. <laughs> because it's error mixed in with truth. Error rides in on the back of truth. If I want to deceive you, I'm going to give you enough truth. And then I'll slip in error. But because I've given you some truth, like, oh, that's cool. No, it's not cool. Right. That's why Paul made such a big deal. When somebody said, yeah, Christ, you need to accept Christ as the Messiah. You need that. But you also need to be circumcised. Error coming in on the back of truth, and Paul said, I don't think so. But we don't see the problem with it in the church today. We'll join ourselves to all kind of things. We will we will take ourselves and yoke ourselves together with another Christian who is saved. But has different beliefs as far as sanctification or what you're unequally yoked. Most of it is unbelievers and believers, but because of all the f- gray areas that we just because we're just so mixed and we just think, oh, that ain't wrong, no, that's okay, it's okay that you don't believe that, it's okay that you believe this, it's okay that we just yoke up with anybody and everybody, like it's, it's just okay, now remember, I'm not talking about, well let's just shun everyone, and, uh, I'm not talking about that, can, well, that's just not, oh, we can't even do that with the world, we we can't be isolated from anything and everything. and yeah. We can't do that within all these different denominations. We can't do that either. But to yoke ourselves up and partner up in such a way, we're fools. We're putting ourselves in danger. That's what Israel did when they got they started intermingling with other nations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the, the Lord said don't do, don't do that because what's going to happen is it's just going to creep in.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't rush in. It creeps in. Okay. And you
0: just start compromising. Mm-hmm. And we use all kind of things like well I know their heart. Well actually mm-hmm. the scripture says no man. No one knows the heart of man except God, okay. but we just make a judgment based off what we think we can see.
1: Yeah, what you're talking about is really important because Paul was fighting for the purity of the gospel mm-hmm. and purity of faith, and so that's why all these other things mixed in it causes harm and it causes confusion to to the body. Imagine new new believers come in, and you got all these. Okay, yeah, we're saved. Through faith in Christ, but then there's always all these other ways, all these other things that are going on. Some say you gotta be circumcised, some say this, and all our denominations will say different things. It's very confusing to a new believer coming in, and if we're embracing it all, we're not helping them. Yeah. And what happens, we're actually creating an atmosphere like we talked, uh, I think I read the scripture, didn't really talk about it a lot, but read the scripture this morning about how. how Many would go after their teachers having itching ears. That's what's happening. People are there's so many different churches uh that we pick and choose in America, our churches based upon what we like. Yeah. We say, well, I've just gotta follow God's will for my life. Yeah. And most of the time, we're really just following ours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're going to find a church that we like the way they do it and the way they say it, yeah. you know. And so instead of, so, because it tickles our ears, yeah. that's the way, oh I like the way he says it, I like the way they do it, yeah. and I like their music better, and I like this, but we're not really seeking the heart of, of God. Yeah. And that's revealed as well, soon as we get offended in that church we say we love somebody. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we go find somebody else. But that's what's happening, and it's yeah. causing confusion among those who would who would who the Holy Spirit would deal with to come in. We are actually creating a stumbling block for those who are coming in because they can get so easily confused as to which I should yeah. Right.
0: And that's really that's how Americans that's we treat everything like that. Like everything is just a buffet. We can just pick and choose what we want and what we don't want. Yeah. We do that with the gospel, we do that with church. But I don't want that. that. Oh, I want that. Right. Never that I was, as you were talking I was reminded about what you talked about your experience was as a new believer. Listen to uh KJ, they got people minister on it. You got know, all these different ministers, and one says this, the other says that. One says this, the other says that. And then it's not just preaching; it's music, this, this, and that, and that. And it's like, whoa! As a new believer, you're probably spinning yeah. like whoa. now. Now that you've grown in the faith, it probably wouldn't have the same effect on you. But to think that we ever get mature enough that it doesn't affect us at all, well, that's you a fool. Because you're never as mature as you think that you are. And everything is just by His grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit through the Apostle is not speaking of the Gentile world in general, but rather those who profess salvation. That's important to understand. Paul's not just talking to the Gentile world as a whole. He's talking to those that profess Mm -hmm. salvation. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Israel received the severity of God due to unbelief. Those who exhibit belief in God's redemption plan receive the goodness of God. They continue to receive the goodness of God if they continue in His redemption plan by faith. If unbelief begins to set in, then they shall also be cut off. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, this passage of Scripture here obliterates once saved always saved. Yeah, true. Because Israel... Yeah. I said, I I used it before talking about if if anybody could be saved by simply what they belong to, it was Israel. Because we all know 100% Israel was chosen by God. But yet, Israel, who was chosen by God, was given every, the law of God, the word of God, the the tabernacle, the temple, the priestly ministries. They were given all of these things. And. (coughs) Yet, they have to be saved by faith in Christ and what he did. Not, because, not just because they were Jews. Yeah. So if they couldn't be saved by what they belong to, why do we think we can be saved by something yeah, we belong to? Which we're not even sure that God is in. But we know for sure. It's kind of the same idea here. If, if Israel, who has... <coughs> From the beginning chosen to have a place in God's redemption plan. If they can be cut off. If the natural branch can be cut off. What does that mean for a branch that's been grafted in that exhibits unbelief? Oh no, that can't happen. Yes it can. If the natural branch can be cut off. You can choose to not believe it. But right. just because, just because you say, Well, I don't believe that, you can't take it from the word of God. Yeah. And the truth is you set yourself up to fall right in line with this scripture and be cut off. Yeah. Right. Because that unbelief in that is gonna spread. Yeah. Next thing you know, well, it doesn't really matter how you live, because you know, after all you yeah. saved for sure. Yeah. Right. yeah. Not to, so it already gets chopped up by the fact that you leave. It already gets destroyed because you can be cut off. Then it also is destroyed in the fact that it says if you continue. Right. Verse 22 Behold therefore the goodness and severity of God. On them which fell, which is Israel, severity. But toward you goodness if you continue in his goodness right yeah, otherwise you also right. shall be cut off right. if you do not you can get in if you, you can't continue in something you've never been in right but if you get in and then you continue in his goodness in the faith yeah. you you in baby mm-hmm. you won't stay grappling onto that tree <laughs> But, if you get in, but then you do not continue in the faith, you'll be cut off.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, I'll get back to this because it's just such good news. Israel will be grafted in again when they accept Christ as their Messiah.